0: Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to the Intentional Spirit with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us. I'm so glad you're here with us, and um, I just I love the name of this show, the Intentional Spirit, because it's uh, it's one thing to have goals and plans and ideas, or you know, it's one thing to say you want to be a healer or a psychic or you want to be a medium or a change agent, It's it's one thing to say that. It's another thing to live and move and have your being and allow life to step you up to that place and that platform. And ownership of that platform today. And I'm really looking forward to talking to our guest today, Tammy Adams. You can go on her website, AskTammyAdams.com, and find out all about her. But Tammy, welcome. And, you know, one of the you. things that I'm so taken back by you that I love um, is that, you know, you just stand in the space. Like, hello, everybody. How are you doing? Here I am. And, oh, by the way, exactly. I, I did this many lifetimes, and I'm just here doing it another time, and you just go. Were you always <laughs> that way? Did you accept
1: your gifts right I, away? I want to know all about you. <laughs> thank you, and thank you for the introduction. Um Ever since I was born in this lifetime, to me, it you know i thought it was normal but to me it was always about being unveiled being unveiled means from the moment i came out of the womb i was aware i remember coming out of my mother i remember being held for the first time i remember coming back home i remember every moment and from the time in the age of 5 up until today is when i really stepped into my power and allowed myself to be who i am now You know, judgment, uh, ridiculing, you know, hard times, people accepting me, all of that was extremely difficult. It was very, very, very hard. That was, I I think, the hardest challenge of being who I am today. But the thing that a lot of people don't realize is that stepping into who we are and really eating, sleeping, breathing, living your purpose, it's it's not a... It's not a fashion show. It's not a modeling party. It's not an exciting adventure. It's not something that's easy. It's something that's dedication, hard work, and focus, and definitely massive willpower and strength. And a lot of people don't realize that. So when they sit there and they say, oh, it must be so easy for you. It's not easy. It's easy because I communicate with God. It's easy because I talk to guardian angels all day long, but it's not easy because The human world we live in is very judgmental and very critical, and it's been very difficult because of the lack of belief in the world. I mean, recently it's been way, way, way better. Since coronavirus and since 2020, it's almost as though people are starting to awaken and understand that this is the way, allowing themselves to communicate on their own, to have a relationship with God, to use their intuition. But since I was a little girl, it was... Such, it was so obvious to my parents that I was so different that they connected me, which is a huge, massive blessing. Connected with me with some of the most amazing teachers and the most amazing people. So when I was young, my family is very strict. Well, let me start at the beginning. I'm Italian and Jewish. (laughs) <laughs> so I don't know if you understand that, but that it was says a, a very a whole inter- lot
0: right there. You yeah. already showed up as as somebody yeah. here
1: to express great work. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. How- so <laughs> I, it
0: was, um,
1: it was an extremely, it was like a comedy show in my house all the time because, you know, we have one people, you know, one side of the family saying you killed Jesus, the other side of the, you know, not believe any, it was very, it was extremely interesting. So I have a very strong Jewish background. My mother still to today lives in Israel. And, you know, my father's Roman Catholic and very, very, very strong Orthodox, you know, Catholicism people, you know, eating, sleeping, breathing, living in the church. So I have very, you know, two very different backgrounds that are very dedicated towards God, very dedicated towards religion, but not allowing themselves to come together. So there was always complications in our household. So when I was, you know, this different child that believed in everything and would sit there and say, no, God talks to me, and I'm being told that God's all about love, and, you know, this is what we're really supposed to do, I was considered the antichrist as I was a child. You know, they would sit there and Mm -hmm. say, oh, my gosh, get the exorcism. Where's the priest? What's going on? Mm -hmm. My child's, you know, not godly. So there was a lot of difficult times. Because, the, you know, the Catholic side of my family, the Roman Catholics and my grandmother, you know, they didn't understand me, so they believed that I was ungodly. And then my Jewish side knew that this was common, knew this was normal. You know, there's prophets that have been born time and time again onto this planet, you know, have come here speaking the word and telling people how, you know, how to turn right, how to go left, what to do but bottom line, how to have a relationship with our Father God in heaven. And so many people didn't understand that I just naturally had this ability. It wasn't something that I, you know, got in a car accident and I woke up one day or, you know, something happened and I finally had an ability. I remember my past lives. I remember coming here and doing this time and time again and making the agreement, which is really awesome. Actually, just recently, uh, since before we had this, interview booked i in the beginning of new year ended up very very sick and ended up in the hospital and i had tumors and i end up have anyways i had a lot of difficulties and i passed away for a few minutes just recently during new year this just just like five weeks ago and they said i had the most amazing experience i went to god i was in heaven i you know you know those visions that you hear about all the time where people meet God and then you get kicked back? Mm-hmm. So I had that experience <laughs> where I left, and I was the happiest person in the world. I was like, thank you, God. I'm finally done. Um, this is so wonderful. It was like the most—I don't even know how to explain it to you. It was like I talk to God on a daily basis spiritually and receive intuitive messages daily, but being in heaven— I don't even know how to explain it to you, Temple. It was like a it was like a feeling of being home, but the most peaceful, most serene, most beautiful uh, accepting, joyful emotion and feeling you can have in your soul and your whole being. And then you're told, "Oh, you're not done, you're going back." Well, I was very upset mm. for about at least a week or two when I came back as a human and came back <laughs> alive. And I was furious because they told me you still have, you know, this and this and this and this and this work to do. I said, oh, great. So, I mean, I'm accepting my work. But one of the messages that I was told again, which I've been told since I was five, is that life is about love and no judgment. Mm. We don't realize the gift of life is so, so powerful. So, you know, after I had my little attitude for a little while, a couple weeks, I sat there and I said, okay, be nice. Tammy, be nice, you know, focus on God, remember what God said. It's about love. And I have a lot to live for. I have children, I have grandchildren, I love them all. But, you know, being with God, I don't even know how to explain the emotion and the feeling. It's like you're home, you know, and you don't want to leave home. Mm -hmm. You just want to be there. Mm -hmm. So that whole experience and being there and being told you're coming back to tell people that love is the most important most valuable most powerful thing we could ever experience this is the reason why i created the human species the human species i've been teaching for thousands of years i've sent moses i've sent jesus i've sent buddha you know i've sent all these different people showing and sharing messages and in signs that love is real that life is a gift life is about love we do not allow ourselves to embrace the love. We don't take the love into our hearts and really let it become a part of us. What we do is we maybe leave it at the surface, but we don't let it melt into our soul, into our spirit, and let ourselves to truly embrace that emotional feeling because we're taught that we need to keep ourselves protected. Protection I get it. Protect yourself from hurting your hand from the fire. Protect yourself from being hit, you know, when you cross the street, look both ways. But protecting from love when it's such a gift, even though I do realize that the world is filled with judgment and there's a lot of pain in the world from people that are hurt, but if we replace that hurt, we replace that emotion that people may be having that come towards us with love and say, well, I know you're in pain, but I love you anyways and give them a hug or give them a smile We can change that vibration, and that's what God said my biggest message is now, and my biggest gift in sharing and helping people is to connect soulmates together, helping the soulmates of the world to reunite and to really connect to who they're meant to be so that they can have true fulfillment in this lifetime. Life is short. You know, living maybe 80, 90 years, we think, oh, okay, well, we have, you know, another 10, 15 years, but why wait? Another two years. Why wait another day, or another five minutes, without your soulmate when you can have the most amazing experience of your lifetime by being mm. with your soulmate? And I don't know if people know what soulmates are.
0: Yeah, but they do. I are- mean, with this with this group, they would. If if they don't, it's just because they don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not because they don't understand the concept at this point, you know. In in twenty twenty one, surely. you know, as, as you're sharing, I'm, uh, I just, I just love your open heart, and I acknowledge you for that because I know what that entails to keep showing up in life with your heart open and just be fully. Uh, allowing yourself to be full of spirit. But, you know, as you were talking, one of the things I, I wanted to share with you as a sister on the radio is that's when I got my first download was I was five also, of, of being told, you know, what, what my vision would be, you know, for my life. And so I, I really mm-hmm. resonate with that. But when you were sharing like your family story, you know, what's so fascinating is the is the uh-huh. way that religiosity stifles people. Uh, in I that, know, you know, know, you you go to whether you're Jewish or whether you're Catholic or whether you're Baptist, in my case or whatever, you go and you listen to these concepts about a great spiritual shaman called Jesus and you dare anybody to say, well, I want to be like that or I think I could be like that. It's so stifling. It's like, what is the big threat about people that is so hard for you to accept that, there's there's more than one giant that can walk the planet in this world. And it just it just blows me away how we are so predetermined to to keep humanity so small in uh, I know. where it really belongs. And uh, there ought to be a, a gazillion Christ consciousness people walking the earth today. Absolutely. I mean, we even see that in new thought in our own teaching where we teach that Jesus yeah. was not the exception, but the example. And with egos flying and all that, there's still the stifling of. What do you mean you're trying to be great? It's okay. What? What? No, it's not okay that you're that great. It's just anyway. It. I just find it no. so fascinating. It's like, no. hello, please. In our lifetime, are we ever gonna stop and realize what we're doing? We just regurgitate this same old paradigm year after year over with and over. every generation of children. Let me teach you God, this God. history. Half of it wasn't true. You know, it, it it's baffling sometimes of uh, how we yeah. get along as well as we do.
1: <laughs> I know. I, and, you know, I love that you just said that because you just reminded me, you know, some of my teachers. So when I was young, because of my, you know, religion and or because my families, you know, they're and. Obviously, because of my gift, they said, oh, well, we need to put her in a church. So mm-hmm. they went, and because my family was very religious and because of the connections they had, I went and I spent time in Vatican City, and I connected with John Paul the Pope, and you know, Mother Teresa was someone I knew and spent time with, and Dalai Lama was someone I spent time with. So I spent time with some really—I didn't know then that they were amazing people. I just thought they were holy people that lived at these places. And to me, it was normal because, you know, uh-huh. they were at the churches or they were at these places where I was at. And every single one of them, the, the one thing I noticed about those three beings, it, even Lewis, who is a shaman, Hopi, medicine man, tribal, he was so, he actually, he was one of my favorite. Well, I love John Paul. Actually, I think John Paul's truly my favorite. The, the man, John Paul was one of the most spiritual Non-religious, non-denominational people, not not that he wasn't religious. So that's what made me become a minister, is because I decided in life over twenty something years ago, if I'm going to help people, I'm going to help them to find God, to help them to find the truth within themselves, to build a relationship with God, but not through a don de- you know through a denomination. John Paul would let in. Uh, if someone wanted to talk and they were Muslim, he would let them in. If someone wanted to talk and they were Jewish, he would sit and let them in. He did not care about religion, where other popes would sit there and say, oh, no, 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 this is Catholicism only. He was so loving and so kind-hearted, where it wasn't about judgment. I mean, he did get involved with the pol- you know the political game, and there was a lot of politics with religion, which is why I'm not a nun today. But those teachers that I had helped me to understand that God's biggest message since the beginning of our time was about unity. It wasn't about, I mean, we have many, many people who have come here on this planet so that we can have examples, but they are examples. Not saying that Jesus isn't great, not saying that, you know, Moses wasn't, they're all amazing. I love them with all my heart, and I believe in them, and I love them. But they are, they were examples of showing us how to be strong, how to turn to God, how to believe, how to have faith, how to build a relationship, how to have a personal relationship. Not for us to focus on allowing ourselves to bend over, you know, and bow down to a human, but to really, truly realize when God says, don't use my name in vain, it's not to use, you know, don't have other idols before me. Don't, you know, idol this person. Idol God and and love yourself. Mm -hmm. Realize how Mm -hmm. amazing and how powerful you are. Realize. Absolutely. Your life is a gift, and your life is a gift so that you can know the most powerful, most amazing thing in the universe, love. Not so we can have money, not so that we can have 20 houses or this many cars, you know. Literally, it's so that we can have the greatest experience. When we leave this planet and we go back to our maker, to God, one of the things that you're met with are those that you've loved. Not money, not the house you lived in, not the bank account, not your status, It's those you've loved. Those are the things that you're met with, and we forget that. And and it is amazing. It just makes me emotional because I just, mm -hmm, I I just remember the moment of recently, and it's very powerful. So, yeah, Yeah. and and it is.
0: It's, It's immensely emotional. And it is for me. I know it's your passion. It's, it's definitely my passion. In 2021, in the year 2021, we still have families separated. We have people that won't speak to each other. We have people that have to travel to another state to get married or to have a union, all in the name of something that originally had an intention of sharing yeah. the, the dynamic energy called love. And it's packaged in such a way now that it's divided. And and how can you be with this person if they're Jewish and you're Catholic? Or how can you do that if you're that? Or you're a Baptist or you're unity or, you know, And our, you know, often people call us a cult. And I find that so exciting. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. when I was in my 30s, I'd go, I don't even know how to respond to that, a cult. Now yeah. I go... Yeah, I think that's who we are. We're a bunch of original thinkers. How exciting is that? But it's, it's so ridiculous that it's evident that it's not that we need to know more. We know more and have access to more information than we've ever had. We need to grow up, you know, really grow
1: up, man. I know. I know. And I love it. It's, I love what you're saying, but it's so true. It's It's, Love is everything I mean we mm-hmm. we limit ourselves and we forget that there should be no judgment when it comes to that subject. That should be one of the most freest, most amazing, most spectacular experiences in our lifetime <laughs> right. it, yet-
0: it's crazy isn't it It's like I am so yeah. upset with you. i can't believe that you're doing something different than what the Catholicism teaches. I'm so mad and angry at you. You should want to go to my church because I'm so miserable and I'm so mean and I'm so unhappy. Why do you want to do something else other than what I am putting out? It's like, it's laughable. It's like a great comedy show. I mean, I just get... And no, I don't usually get this wound up, but I'm just wound up with you because it's
1: just, it's like you get enough already. Like, are you kidding me? I know. I know. I'll share this story with you. It's really magical. So there's this one lady that was a client of mine for about two years and she, she was Muslim. She's a, a practicing, you know, had like a lot of faith in her religion and her soulmate was Christian not Catholic. He was Christian. And to me, it's almost the same thing. Anyways. So she said in order for her to get married, she had to practice the Christian ways. And she was giving him a present for her to become Christian. So the family didn't ridicule and condemn her, but she had to hide that she was Muslim. Or even her fiance didn't know that she was, you know, that she was getting ready to marry. He didn't even know she was Muslim. So long story short, I told her, I said, if he loves you, He's going to accept you. I don't know why you're doing this, you know, religion. It's such a sad thing that we hide from who we really truly are, what we really truly believe in. And to be honest with you, I love a lot of the Muslim beliefs. You know, they they have a way of prayer and meditation, and they're so dedicated. I said, yes, I understand there's a lot of negative things in many religions. I said, but there's nothing negative about believing in what you believe in. I said, if it makes you happy, then obviously it's a gift for some special thing in your heart. And he'll understand the love you have towards your belief. Long story short, she told him. And they literally, they, they laughed. She, I, after she spoke with him, she came back to me. And she said, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, Tammy, I had I talked to him. And he was so welcoming. And he was so understanding. And he said, yeah, we don't have to tell, my, you know, tell his family because they're really strict Christians, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, he totally gets me. He understands it. He doesn't want me, he's so honored and so thankful and cried because he couldn't believe I was practicing Christianity, but he was just, you know, telling me how silly I was that why wouldn't I not love you no matter what your religion is. And she said, I've heard so many bad stories all my life that I thought I was going to lose my soulmate because of me being Muslim. And I just sat there and I said, that is why it is important to believe in who we are. When you believe in who, like when we believe in ourselves, it doesn't matter what we believe in, what our religion is, what our faith is. If we believe in ourselves, we will always win. And that's what people need to remember. It's not about accepting judgment from others. It's about allowing ourselves to love ourselves and not worry about the judgment, not giving the power to everyone else. When I've spent time you know, doing charity work with my nonprofit and sitting there and spending time in Africa or spending time in South America, whatever I do, I've spent time with tribal people. I can't tell you how much love and passion and how much family energy there is in these tribal places or these third world countries compared to America. America, Mm -hmm. it's like there's so much separation. And God just wants us to gather together and learn to remember what it is to have unity. If we don't believe that we're loved, it's only because we've closed ourselves off. Because each and every one of us deserves to have the most amazing, most special, most spectacular gift in the universe, which is a soulmate. Having a soulmate is like finding your smile and never going to sleep without having a grin on your face. Knowing what it is to have that fulfillment that you cannot verbally express. It's just—it's such a magical experience that it makes our hearts tickle inside even as we're getting a cup of coffee, not with our soulmate, you know, it's Mm -hmm. just, it's so magical. And when I saw that, that that was why I came back, of course, after I got over my attitude, then I sat there and I said, (laughs) okay, (laughs) I'm not going to ever deny that I was mad. (laughs) I'm a very honest person and everyone knows. I hear that. (laughs) (laughs) And I just sat there and I was like, okay, okay, be nice, be nice, Tammy, help the world, share the message. But it's a powerful message. And mm-hmm. I'm lucky enough, thank you, Father God, to have the blessing and the opportunity to have met my soulmate and be a part of a journey that is so magical, even though my desire was to be a nun. But it's like, you know, God doesn't want us to be alone. Since the beginning of time, the reason why he created man and woman, and, you know, whatever your belief is, whatever you whatever you choose sexually, that's up to everyone in the world, there is a masculine and a feminine for a reason, you know, we're all meant to be with someone and that vibration of love and passion and joining in a unity and knowing you have someone to lean on is so important. God did not create us so that we can live. You know, I've spent time with monks. I've spent time with holy people in caves and, you know, monasteries, wherever in the world, Spain, India, whatever. And literally, Those experiences and being there is very magical, absolutely serene, beautiful, easy to live. But coming into the real world, being a part of the real world, living in society, I think is one of the biggest, most difficult challenges a human can go through. Living Mm -hmm. in the bush, living in the third world country, yes, those are difficult, difficult, difficult times. But... If they lived in civilization, like we do, continuing to have faith and continuing to live with their beliefs, I think that is one of the biggest challenges. And those who are doing that, I have to say congratulations and God bless you.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, That, that part. that's absolutely that part. huge, you know. Yeah. Like you're it's saying, it's, it's one thing to be in a monastery. It's another thing to be in traffic or, you know, going through this life and coexisting or trying to understand why, you know, stores down the street are closed because of COVID where, you know, we have the Super Bowl down the street with 20,000 people. I mean, it it really takes a special awareness to be able to kind of multi-exist in those things and you're tuning in we're talking to tammy adams you can go on her website asktammyadams.com we'll be right back after this short break thank you for being with us You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to The Intentional Spirit with Rev. Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for being on our show and tuning in today. Whether you're tuning in live or you're listening to us later on one of the other channels, it's just a pleasure to be with you and to have our our hearts align with you today. As I was saying earlier, we're talking to Tammy Adams. Her website is asktammyadams.com. You can have a reading with her. You can also listen to her radio show on Wednesday evenings at 6 p.m. Pacific time. And, you know, the thing is that I have, in my 12 or 13 years here, certainly interviewed a number of psychics and mediums and things like that. What I so notice about Tammy and what is so different is how she has owned her playing field and knew it when she was in the womb. And then that this would be her life journey that she's been listening to spirit guides and angels all her life. And that is just powerful. I think in addition to what she could offer you as a person or for you to check in, and as she says on her website, to move beyond too many questions, but to actually get some viable solutions. But I think what's so powerful here is, Tammy, you know, one of the things that I do, and one of the things I do in the university where I teach spiritual leaders is we have um, an institute, it's illy.org, and we, you know, work with people that want to develop a lot of their leadership uh, skills and styles and stuff. And what I really acknowledge about you is often with the healer, you know, the healer like sabotages, uh, runs away from their calling, um, will do anything not to face it. I I was one of those people, too, even though I knew that was my destiny and I was told that at five I mean I just sabotaged time and time and time again and went into addiction and, and who knows what other parts of the journey that I even don't remember. <laughs> you know, <laughs> till I finally said, Okay, I'm I'm okay, I'm not gonna play anymore. I'm really gonna do this and here I am. <laughs> but uh I think that's a, a great modeling that you do, that you just stand in the space and say, here I am. This is what I'm about. This is what I do. And, um, and use me great spirit. And I, I just honor Mm -hmm. that about you. That's powerful. I don't know if you even know how powerful that is, but I find it to be unusual and good for you that you're living in that. Good
1: for you. Thank you. It's been, and I appreciate that so much. It's been very difficult only because Like you said, you know, I wasn't accepted, and it is hard to not be tempted and to not, you know, um, fall into society. It's very hard to not just fall into society and, you know, live into that world that's so easy. You know, I, I constantly was fighting against darkness, and I remember... What kept me strong and you know, I, I'm non denominational but I love Jesus, like he's my everything, is that when I think of how Jesus spent forty days fighting the devil and being tempted in the desert, who in the universe am I? You know, mm-hmm. who am I mm-hmm. to sit there mm-hmm. and say, Well I can't be tempted, you know, because I'm I'm great, you know, I'm I'm so amazing. Why should I be tempted? Of course we're going to be tempted. Each and every one of us are tempted all day long. Whether it's drugs, whether it's alcohol, whether it's cheating, whether it's infidelity, whether it's money, uh, stealing a toothpick, whatever. We're all day long tempted. And whether that temptation is a devil or whether that temptation is darkness, or I believe that temptation is the yin and yang within ourselves and it's the darkness that's within ourselves, trying to choose how to stay pure light. I don't believe that there's other beings that are sitting there and trying to attack us and make us go to hell or something. But, you know, I believe that we create our own hell and that we create our own darkness by allowing ourselves to go into that dark cave within ourselves. And if we can have that strength in a constant, this is what I teach people. I teach people, the way I have succeeded is every single day like waking up brushing your teeth taking a shower eating breakfast drinking water drinking coffee whatever we do during the day taking care of ourselves every single day do a 20 minute meditation and that's something that every single person on the show can go go on this is something that people can take advantage of that would be really beneficial go on YouTube or Spotify and look up ask Tammy Adams meditation or no ask Tammy Adams guided meditation i think it's called And it's a transcendental guided meditation. It was something that was given to me. It was talked through. It was guided from them. And it's a guided meditation. It's 20 minutes long. And you guys can just listen to it for free just to do a daily. I mean, that's an example of something you can do. But once you get a hang of meditating, then do a daily 20-minute meditation focusing on rebalancing and recentering ourselves, reconnecting to God, to love, to light, to self-worth, to self-confidence. And that'll transform our whole vibration. Without centering ourselves daily, that's what makes us get off track. When I have had medical problems, and like how recently I told you during New Year's, I got sick. And I had, I've had i been having health problems for all these years. I feel like that's my cross to carry in this lifetime. Anyways, and I sit there and I say, well, that's because I didn't do a longer meditation. You know, Me working with people and doing healing all day long, whether I'm healing people from medical problems or healing people from emotional problems, whatever it may be, I take on their negativity and take on their issues. And then I don't spend as much time as I need to on myself. And that's what makes me sick. But, you know, and then I remember that. So all of us, even as healers and intuitives and messengers for God and for being light workers of this planet, we need to remember to take care of ourselves. Sometimes we forget ourselves as well. But those who do not understand and don't even know how to meditate, it's so simple. It's all about just surrendering and getting rid of the frustration, the disappointment, the disagreements, the control, and letting go of whatever we don't, we don't need. You know, we don't need that stress. Let that stress go. Let it go in the water. Let it go under a rock. Let it just wither away off of ourselves so that we can reconnect to our happiness and our joy and the frequency of positive vibration And that'll change our frequency. That'll change our energy just like this. It just changes immediately. And I know 20 minutes may sound a lot for a lot of people, but if you have time to watch a show, you have time to read a book, you have time to meditate. If you have time to walk in circles or go jogging, you have time. You know, we forget 20 minutes is not that long. There's 24 hours in a day. And it's pretty hard to say we don't have 20 minutes for ourselves because if we're not important, then I don't know who is. And that's what people – I hear that excuse all the time. People always tell me, oh, my gosh, Tammy. They say, I don't even know where I'm going to find 20 minutes. And I say, well, you know, but they tell me about their TV programs. They tell me about what they watch. They tell me about the book they read. And I guarantee you, I know a program is not less than 20 minutes, and reading a book is not less than 20 minutes, you know. But they have time for that, but they don't realize the most important person in the world. And I say this wherever I speak in the world, wherever I go in the world – The most important person in the world is you, not me, not the person next to you. The most important person in the world is you. And if you don't remember that you are the most important person in the world, then no one's going to know you're the most important person in the world. No one is going to know that you're worth that love, that anything positive that you have to offer to the world, they're not going to recognize your gift if you're missing the most important magical piece of yourself, which is self-love, self-worth, and self-confidence. And when I teach that, and when I help people to understand that, they get so confused. What do you mean I'm important? So I'm not here to sacrifice and to be as a as a servant and bend down. And, and I say, no. Yeah, we're here to serve God, but serve God through love. Serve God through being as a unity of oneness and having love and being with our soulmates, but not being as a sacrifice to accept darkness. You know and You know how this thing, I was talking to people about this last year in 2020, how there's all that um, directors and people who are getting in trouble for all the abuse that's been happening. Mm -hmm. I, I forget what it was called. I think it was called the Me Too movement or something. And I sat there and I said, well, this is God wiping the slates clean and helping to get rid of all the garbage that's out there so people don't have to put up with abuse anymore. And even though that that's been happening, a lot of my clients tell me, they say, but you know... I still feel like I'm here to just, you know, continue being, you know, putting up with abuse or putting up with darkness, whatever it may be. You know, negative relationships, uh, drug or alcoholic, husbands and wives, just negative abusive, mental abuse, whatever it may be. It's okay. I can handle it. I'm strong enough. And I explain to people. So do you think that God puts you here on this planet Truly? to sit here and to sacrifice your happiness so that you can put up with darkness and to not really truly experience the true gift of love. Well, yeah, I feel like it's my karma and I'm here to suffer. And everyone that's out there, that is not your karma. That's not your here to suffer. Yes, we have karma. I agree. One million percent. We can fix that. But that does not mean this lifetime is here to suffer. God doesn't create us to suffer. God creates us so we can experience love, but we forget that. So that's one of the biggest messages. It's God said, Tammy, I'm bringing you back so that you can remember, tell people, I want everyone to be with their soulmates. Whether your soulmate is a female, male, 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 female, female, whatever it may be, or go Moses' way and have two, three wives or two, three husbands, whatever your thing is. Point is, God created us to have a soulmate, which is really truly only just one being, not several beings. And that one person that makes you feel whole is waiting for you. And if you're ready to receive that person, then start opening your eyes and accept it. Because right now, 2021 is the time of transformation. It's the time of enlightenment. It's the time of awakening, so that we can truly allow ourselves to receive the gift, the blessing, the miracle of connecting with our soulmate and having those. Let me ask you. Let me ask
0: you a question. What what if you feel that you met your soulmate uh, forever ago and they died, does that mean that there's another one that's possibly available
1: to you in this lifetime? That's a beautiful example, and thank you for expressing that because I have a couple clients that have been through that. So if your soulmate has passed away, do you know, um, this kind of, well, I'll just say it bluntly. So there's some people who are living in the world that are zombified. So I call them the living, the living dead.
0: Mm-hmm. And those are
1: the people who are living, but you know, we really don't understand why they're living because they're, they're not doing anything. They're living as though they're dead, right? They're right. eating, they're oh, sleeping, yeah. but yeah. there's That's, nothing absolutely. to them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I call them the living dead. So those people that don't have, don't, don't have the inspiration, don't have the spirit and the soul to continue to push on. And they feel, you know, gone have these things that are called walk-ins and our soulmate who has once been gone can consume that body and allow themselves to come back. It's absolutely, I've only seen it three times in all my life and I've been here for many years. I've only seen it in this lifetime. Three people that I know, one person, um, it was a, well, he was a mafia guy, so he died because, you know, his family so that was his fault, but he came back, and when he came back, he came back into a very um, <laughs> Caucasian, simple guy, simple guy, but we knew it was him because his, his body, um, his body movement, his words, his expression, everything he would say, the favorite flowers, everything he did to his soulmate before was exactly the same. Then there was another guy. He was an older guy, and he passed away, and he married his wife, and he was the soulmate, and he promised her he was going to come back. It took him three years to find a body. He came back, and when he came back, it was the funniest thing. He was um, the guy that that she married was named Daryl, and then the other guy that she ended up with was named Donnie. So they're almost the same name. And the part that was funny about it is the guy that was alive named Donnie literally would be taken over by Daryl all the time. And he would always act a certain way that was so funny and so magical where you would know it was him. So, I mean, it's possible, but it has to be like one of those magical moments. Uh, did you ever see the show What Time? I don't know what called. What, what Dreams May Come or something like that was with Robin Williams. It was a really magical show.
0: Mm. Yeah, I can't age. remember the specifics, but I know what you're talking about. Well,
1: he, the wife died, and then he brought her back from the, you know, from the dead and brought her back up into heaven, and they lived happily ever after. So soulmates <laughs> yeah. are so powerful, and we don't realize that soulmates can move mountains. Soulmates help move the world. We we create transformation on this planet. I mean, Nefertiti and Nefertiti in Egypt still to today are the most powerful couple that anyone can talk about because they were so powerful. The love they had together was magical. Romeo and Juliet, stories you can't stop talking about, soulmates. Yeah, Mm -hmm. there's sometimes a lot of misery to them, but there's so – the passion that was behind them, the stories and the the emotion that is left behind is so powerful and inspirational because it shows that how – love is real. Love can change the world. Nefertiti, Nefertiti, they changed the world. They were, they were known for helping to teach people that one God was what Egypt was all about. It wasn't about having, you know, the sun God, moon God, whatever. And we don't allow ourselves to realize some of the most powerful examples that we've had are only so that we can live that same experience, so that we can have that same journey. Is that journey possible? It's, that journey is possible for everyone and anyone. It's just whoever's willing to allow themselves to wake up and finally have the confidence in themselves to know that they deserve it. And God and our guardian angels want each and every person on the planet in the universe to know that we all deserve it, you know? And the reason why I say universe is because when I think of the world, I think of how many people that we have let go into the universe, right? And there are spaceships filled with, maybe 20 people in this one, maybe 30 people in this one. And we have all these people that we forget about, but I don't want them to think that they're forgotten or to, you know, think we don't think of them because I know and God knows that there are people doing things that some of us couldn't do because those are the brave ones. And they're out there in the universe wondering, wow, do I have someone that loves me? Am I ever going to have someone that loves me? Of course you have someone that loves you when you come back, you know? When you make your journey back, however old you are, there was this one lady. God bless her. Oh, my gosh. She's my favorite story. She was 89 years old, Temple, and she wanted to marry her soulmate. And I said, okay, do you know who your soulmate is? And she goes, no, that's why I'm coming to you. I literally looked up at God and I said, thank you, God, for giving me a wonderful challenge. I said, this is going to be a good one. Why did you wait till you're 89 years old, miss, to come see me? Well, because my husband finally died. I said, Oh my God, her husband finally died. I can't even, I don't even know how I was trying to stop laughing during the session. God bless her soul. Your husband finally died. Yes, we were married for 55 years and he's finally gone. So now I can finally be happy. I said, Excuse me? I said, So you were unhappy for 55 years? Well, yeah, I'm Christian. Okay. So. You finally can go get married and be happy with your soulmate. She said, yes, can you help me or not? Otherwise I'll go to somebody else. I said, no, I will help you. I said, I'm just telling you, it's going to be a little difficult. You have to take my advice and you need to listen. So long story short, it took about a year for me to help her. And I probably saw her maybe once a month, you know, worked with her and spoke with her and her daughter would bring her in. Long story short, I helped her to connect with her soulmate. God bless her. She was with him for two years. She died at 93. And she was so happy.
0: Oh, that is such a beautiful yeah. story.
1: Yeah. She, she, she was so, she made me laugh. She used to talk about how they used to dance. How they used to party, um, how they were so intimate together. I mean, specific details I didn't care to hear about, but <laughs> she was so verbal, <laughs> so expressive. Her daughter sometimes still calls and gets check-ins like maybe every six months just for a session. And she's just like, after what you did, for, I will never stop thanking you for what you did for my mom. Never. And she goes, I'm just waiting for it to be my turn. She's still married and she's also very religious, so she won't leave her husband, but And I said, well, whenever you're ready, if I'm still alive, I'll be here to help you. And she goes, my mother gave me such hope. And the reason why I want to share that story is because when I think of people who don't have faith, because they may be too old or they may um, be in a stuck relationship or whatever their situation may be, I don't believe that any person in any situation is hopeless, and even though when I looked up and said, thank you, God, for giving me such a challenge, and I'm sitting there thinking, how in the universe is this going to happen, 89 years old and she wants her soulmate, I I didn't doubt, I don't doubt God, I was just, you know, kind of trying to figure out how is it going to happen, and I was shocked, I mean, the woman acted as though she was definitely in her 65, 70s, you know, she didn't seem as though she was an 89-year-old whatsoever, So she was a young 89 for sure. But anyone who has the passion and the dream to be with their soulmate, it's possible, Temple. It's just such a gift. And God wants us to start awakening and start allowing ourselves to remember that that's what life is about, is about allowing ourselves to have love. Also remembering that each and every one of us can talk to God ourselves. It's not hard to sit there and have a conversation and have a relationship with God. It's it's not, you know, I say God in heaven because I want to make for sure we're talking to the right God when I talk to him personally. So just so everyone knows. If you guys want to communicate, that's a great way. It's just by saying, Dear Father God in heaven, you know? And just talking and having a relationship. I remember when Jesus came here, one of the things that Jesus talked about was we turn to our Father, but we are here, God is here. My Father's here for all of us, for everyone, not just for a chosen few. And we forget that we can all turn to our guardian angels. Oh, that's the one thing. There's so much to talk about, but I don't have time to talk about. it That's why there's so many different angels. Do you ever talk about that on your show?
0: Say that again. A what different
1: angels? How, how, how there's so many different types of angels and what their responsibilities and what their positions are. Like there's guardian no, angels. No, but we
0: need to do that on the show, though. Yeah, yeah, we ought so to do that on
1: another show. That would be great. Yeah, maybe we can talk again. So there's different type of, there's guardian angels, seraphims, there's many different type of angels. And if people understand why there's different type of angels and how to connect with the different kinds for the different purposes and the different reasonings, that also helps to develop and open up our own intuition, which will then help you also to connect with your soulmate or following your path in life as well. So that's something that if people start allowing themselves to understand when you're talking with God and when you're building that relationship and having that connection and asking, okay, dear Father God, help me to connect with my guardian angel, help my guardian angel to hold me so that I may fulfill my destiny, so that I may fulfill, you know, following my path or connecting with my soulmate, whatever it is we're asking for. We receive those messages. We receive that information through our dreams. We receive that information through a stranger walking down the street. Oh, I feel like you should turn left or I feel like you should do this. God shows messages all day long. It's just we're so caught up in the world. That's why I said earlier that the real challenge is those who live in the world that we live in today. You know, and the society. Because it's hard. It's such a challenge to be able to stay focused and stay centered and stay connected to your purpose, to your path, living in the world we live today with the judgment that's surrounding us. But the more we pray, the more we meditate, the more we stay connected as a unity. Even shows like the one you have, Temple, just inspiring people every single day, every minute of their lives, letting them know that there is a place for them. There's a place that they can call their sanctuary, like this show. Then they can continue having faith and continue pushing forward. Well, having a soulmate is that is that sanctuary, is that safe place. It's that place you can call home no matter where you are in the world, as long as you're with that person. And that's one of the messages that our guardian angels and God wants us to know is that we deserve that. And it's time for us to step into that. 2021 is such a time of enlightenment. It's such a time of change. It's funny since the beginning of this year, I've been talking on you know I've been invited to talk on other shows and every single show that I've been talking on has been very god related talking about god talking about love talking about transformation talking about the strength that you know we all have within ourselves and another thing that's really interesting is one of the things that people quite often talk about is how do you guys ever talk about dreams on your show, like dream interpretation? Oh, yeah, of dreams oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh huh. Okay. Yep. So, when I was thinking about how people, you know, get messages and stuff, Joseph and Jacob, well, you know Joseph, the one who was a dream interpretator. Well, mm-hmm. you know about that story. Yeah. How he was a dream interpretator. We quite often forget that those dreams that we have, like Joseph did, helping to save Egypt. We have, those, we have that on a daily basis, you know, deja vu. Each and every one of us has that, but we're not using it to our ability. And it is scary. Like when you mentioned earlier, you know, how I've been so strong. Well, the reason why I was so strong, if I, ever since I was a little girl, I've always had a relationship with Jesus. I used to talk to Jesus, talk to Mother Mary, talk to St. Anne, um, talk to God. I mean, this to me, that was a normal day. I thought everyone was like me. I, it was like, oh, well, I was brought up in Catholic school, and I, I thought everyone, oh, okay, well, these guys do it. So in second grade, that's when I discovered that children don't talk to God as well. Just, you know, I didn't understand why they don't talk to God. I was confused, like what was wrong with them. And then I realized that I was very blessed and I was chosen. But when I would talk with them and when negative things would happen, I was always inspired, One of the things that people do in this lifetime is they become so engulfed with the fear of judgment. And we need to remember that that judgment isn't going to hurt us. It's not going to really destroy us. We just have to continue to stay strong and confident, and then we will succeed. You know? So doors will continue opening.
0: But, yeah. Yeah absolutely well you have been a pleasure today you've been my gift for the day and i love your energy and your commitment to life and all the people that you that you help uh, go to ask com and have a reading with her and look at ways that she can enhance your life thanks everyone for being here join us org. you are a blessing in our lives many blessings Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at MindBodySpirit.fm or wherever you get your podcasts.